Download Adam Sank's last comedy album on Amazon, iTunes, or Google Play. We're already in the shower together. <laughs> the risk has been taken. <laughs> if I don't blow you, the risk will have been for nothing. <laughs> to hear contains highly offensive and indecent material. Ryan, pull down your pants. <laughs> <laughs> JB, you start sucking. The host, a comedian of questionable talent, speaks incessantly on topics of a sexual and scatological nature. I will fuck you, but I will not eat you. I want that fucking dick down my throat while I'm dicking him down. Okay. I hope my mother's listening. Your ass became a rosebud? Yeah, that's because I got dicked down real good. So. <laughs> he asks questions of his celebrity guests that are highly inappropriate and rude. Which of you has a bigger penis? Oh, that's a good one. That's a fun good one. Going down on the clitoris? Oh, yes. Oh, I Absolutely. like where you're going with yep. this. For some reason, the word strap-on just comes right out of my mouth, Bianca. Yeah, you said come and strap-on at the same time. Mm -hmm. And he cannot stop talking about his buttocks. I think your butt is telling you no moss, por favor. <laughs> this is the Adam Sank Show. If it's in my hand, I'm going to suck it. Powered by DNR Studios. And now... Yes. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Adam Sank Show. We are not live, but this is a brand new episode. If you're listening at 11 a.m. Eastern on Saturday, April 4th, in the year of the coronavirus apocalypse, at dnrstudios.com, the only place to hear this podcast live and throughout the week that it first airs. Uh, leave ratings and reviews for this podcast for those of you who listen on Apple or other streaming services. You guys, the reviews count more than the downloads. Like, if I get, like, 10 new reviews in a week, the podcast will shoot up the charts. Um, and uh, I like when things shoot up. So please, do what you can. Here's a delayed shade bell for that. Um, what else? Like the Facebook page, download my two comedy albums, donate to my AIDS walk. We still got to raise money for uh, those in need, even during this difficult time. So if you have any extra money, and I know m many of you don't, um, please be generous. Go to adamsank.com. There's a link to donate at the top. And uh, we have not one, but two. Well, first of all, I should explain a few things. Uh, I'm alone in my apartment. I no longer have a co-host for this podcast <laughs> for the duration of this Corona apocalypse. That's just the way it's going to be. Simon was going to come over today and a couple days ago. He's like, you know what? It's not a good idea. And he's right. He's really right because... Even if we were to sit far apart, which we can't really do to, to record together, um, just, you know, him coming into my apartment is not a great idea for him or me. We have to just stick to essential social interactions only. And that, unfortunately, this is not essential. But uh, so, Simon, I love you. I wish you were here, but I understand. But we will have Ryan Frostig calling in on the phone in just a few minutes with his RuPaul's Drag Race update. And then later in the hour, we'll be talking by phone to everyone's favorite uh, Twinkster comedian, Drew Lausch. Always an ass favorite. I also need to tell you guys that I... Uh, have been in audio hell for the last 24 hours. Yesterday, uh, which I'm doing these about a week ahead of time. So yesterday, which was Saturday the 28th, I recorded this entire episode from beginning to end, an hour long, talked to Ryan, talked to Drew, had it in the bag. And when I went to stop the recording, I realized I had never started the recording. 
So the entire thing was a waste of time. And then today I tried to use – I really want to make this sound better. I know that the last episode I recorded with Simon, I was way too hot. JB was sort of chastising me um, about that and he's absolutely right. So I was try, I was playing around with microphones and headphones and garage band and I, I, I don't want to get into it. I think my Mac has a some kind of audio problem. But I'm basically recording this in the most basic as fuck way which is using my internal mic and my internal speakers. Nothing else seems to work and using QuickTime. Um, I, I, I don't know what to tell you guys. I know it sounds bad. I, what I might do when this is all over, when I'm done recording, if I actually recorded this time, is to upload it to GarageBand and double it and see if that sounds better. But that's more information than you possibly needed. Um, let's get down to business. First of all, the headline of the week is that I tweeted a picture of my ass. Yes, I did. On uh, on my Twitter, at Adam Sank. You can see it if you want. I've never done it before. It wasn't like a picture of my hole, which many of you have seen already. Uh, it was just like a side view. My ass was looking nice. I caught a glimpse of it in the mirror as I was changing out of my bike clothes. And I thought, oh, I'll tweet this. And a few days went by. And yesterday, my mother started flipping out. I guess she finally discovered it. And she was tweeting me like, not tweeting me, she was texting me like, this is disgusting, nothing good can come of it, delete it immediately. And I was like, um, here's the thing, I'm 49 years old, it's my ass, it's my Twitter account, um, if I tweeted a picture of your naked ass, I could understand your demanding that I take it down, but you really can't make those demands on me at this point in my life. So she's not speaking to me. Um, I did get a lot of nice feedback. People said that it was a, a nice looking ass for a 49 year old, but one person decided to offer unsolicited advice and tweeted, squats and deadlifts will make that ass even nicer and give your quads and calves definition. Not that it's not a nice ass now. And I wrote back and said, talk about unsolicited advice. Uh, yeah, so if someone tweets a picture of themselves, of any body part, if you see flaws, if you see things you would like to improve, just keep scrolling down your feed. Don't, don't, you don't need to comment. We're not asking for a critique, unless we are. Um, but, um, but yeah, so that was fun. Also, what else did I want to tell you guys? I guess that said, I guess we can start on the news. And here's the good news. Because I did this entire show yesterday, I am real familiar with these stories, and I will barely have to check my notes. So let's start with this. Pornhub, yes, Pornhub, has donated 50,000 masks to first responders and hospital workers and other people on the front lines in New York. And they're also giving away all of their content for free. All of their porn, even their premium porn, is now free for the time being. And they've changed the name of the site. When you go to Pornhub.com, it now says Stay at Home Hub which is brilliant. And uh, I got to say, like, a lot of companies are stepping up, and porn is a dirty industry for obvious reasons. It, it, it involves, you know, a certain amount of pain and suffering and exploitation. And it, and I, I, even though I'm back to watching porn, I don't recommend it for anyone. I don't think it helps anyone's life. Um, but it's a wonderful thing that they're doing. And uh, they're also donating $25,000 to something called the Sex Workers Outreach Project, 
which is an advocacy group that um, that supports sex workers who are affected by COVID-19. You know, sex workers and porn stars, just like waiters and waitresses and bartenders and all other service positions, are out of work right now. At least they should be. So Pornhub is doing that. And again, their premium service, which normally costs $9.99 a month, will now be free, um, at least for the next 30 days. So thank you, Pornhub. I'm actually waiting for Ryan to call in now. But in the meantime, I will do this story, and then I'll ask Ryan about it, because it really affects him directly. The headline is, New York City says no rimming during the coronavirus pandemic. The New York Post, which is a right-wing conservative local tabloid here in New York, it's, it's a piece of shit newspaper, but they're very funny sometimes, and uh, they used quite a few puns and turns of phrase in this story, so I'm going to read it to you verbatim. New York City's Department of Health is bending over backwards to warn the public about a whole new threat, rim jobs. The city's health agency issued graphic guidelines for safe sex practices during the coronavirus pandemic Saturday. And while many were quick to take jabs at the agency for labeling masturbation safer than sex with a partner, most missed the backdoor rim shot. Yes, the city specifically called out rimming. Oh shit, Ryan's trying to call me. We'll get back to this story in just a moment. Hello, sorry I missed your call. I'm live on the air with the listeners. Hello, listeners. How are you, Ryan? I am feeling fabulous. Should I tell the listeners why? Yes, Ryan just cooked something amazing. I did. I uh, made one of my famous quiches, uh, which I am known to do. First quiche I ever made was actually for you, Adam. Yes, I taught you. Um, yes, you did. Um, so made it, put it in the oven, uh, got fucked, and pulled it out, and then pulled out the quiche. There you go. So you got fucked while, so the quiche was in the oven and Paul's dick was in your ass at the same time. Exactly. Exactly. That is how you do a quarantined scenario. D ding, ding. Bravo. I'm so jealous. Everything about that story makes me jealous. But, um... But let's get to the business at hand. Um, as we record this, the latest episode of RuPaul's Drag Race was episode five, I believe. Correct. In Gay's Anatomy. Gay's Anatomy, in which Sherry Pie, spoiler alert, Sherry Pie was the winner uh, for playing the... Again, this is the second win from yes. Sherry Pie in five episodes. And as we know, Sherry Pie is uh, canceled. In every possible way. So, how do you, how do you feel about uh, well? How did you feel about the episode and about the season so far? Let's go there. Well, so you know, we've been talking a lot about how VH1 and uh, World of Wonder was going to handle Sherry Pie moving forward because they obviously disqualified her, and so it was. A, a, we were wondering. I was convinced that they were going to go back, re-edit the show, and take her out as much as possible. Um, but what's kind of awkward about the whole situation is that she is a is a uh, uh, good queen. She, yes, she's really talented, and she goes far. Spoiler alert! So they have to they have to they have to continue telling the story of season twelve, which Sherry is a major character in. But they have to be sensitive to the controversy and the victims and and their reputation so 
it's this very interesting. The season is playing out uh, very interestingly because we're we're not really seeing Sherry thrive in her in her moments in her in her wins. We're just seeing her do well. But um, you know, it's I'm trying to focus on the queens that didn't um, scam and uh, uh, catfish any any young men. Um, and there are some really amazing, talented queens. The one thing that I am so frustrated about, though, is uh, Aiden. And I know that we wanted to yes, get into this thing. I, for the second week in a row, Aiden was arguably the worst performer and not only was not in the bottom again, but this time was in the top. She wasn't even safe. She was, like, in the top. And yeah. her Mae West, particularly compared to what we've seen, someone, you know, was who was it, Alaska who did On Mae? the show. Yeah, Alaska won Snatch Game All-Stars 2 with Mae West. I mean, so the standard has been set. And then we see this, like, lazy, boring, half-assed performance by Aiden. And they put her on the top. And I, I feel like they're yeah. they're kind of trolling us. They are. I think that they're trying to. Uh, Aiden is clearly the um, the instigator or like the antagonist, and he's kind of sharing that with Britta a little bit because Britta is you know an experienced queen from New York, um, a, a glam award winning drag performer. And she comes to Drag Race and she bombs. She's like really not doing so well. And so it's probably very frustrating for her and she's obviously taking it out on Aiden because Aiden, uh, last episode we saw Aiden taking a nap during the ball challenge while the other queens were working on their, she was literally taking a nap. Now, this is not the first time a queen has taken a nap on Drag Race. Tyra Sanchez on season two took a nap during a group challenge and she went on to win the show. So who knows? I just hope that we see at least one other wig since we've seen the same black pussycat wig. And by the way, um, wasn't it just like a season or two ago that uh, Monet Exchange um, was read by the judges for wearing a pussycat wig two weeks in a row? Yeah, there's, there's, no question, there's no question that the standards for judging Aiden are nothing like the standards... Um, for judging everybody else. And all I keep thinking is she maybe has an amazing Snatch Game character. I'm hoping it's Betty Davis because she looks exactly like her. And maybe it, it's so good that they just want to keep her until Match Game is over. Who knows? But yeah. it's a mystery. I, I, I just I just want to say uh, before, before you let me go, um, I'm also really bummed to see Jan kind of shafted every episode. I feel like she's... Um, doing exceptionally well she's she's playing the game very well and i'm, I'm kind of wanting to see more of her and, and i want to see that her get some some more praise for the work that she's doing i think jan she's is really funny yeah I, I think jan is amazing and i think so far she's been a bit of a sleeper but i do think her time will come yeah they're, they're clearly trying to um tell the the, the story of the, of the queens that we're not going to see much more of um, but yeah, I, I, this, this is the cursed season. I mean, first cherry pie, then corona. It's like what's next? These poor girls, and and will we even? I know we're gonna get All Stars five um, for the summer, but are they gonna even be able to film a reunion or a finale? 
Um, well, this, this is in this climate. So this is what I was wondering about American Idol because I'm watching American Idol right now since I'm watching everything, and so far, so far it's all been stuff that was shot like months ago. But very soon, when they finish Hawaii Week, they're supposed to go live. So, right. what the fuck are they supposed to do with all these kids? Who have you know? It's like their dream is finally coming true. They made it to the finals of American Idol, and there's no way they can do that show from home. It's not going to work. Uh, it's 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 really going to be interesting and depressing to see what happens. Ryan, I have to we have to move on, but I was in the middle of the rimming story. Oh yes. So let me just finish. Uh, According to the New York Department of Health, rimming, mouth on anus, might spread COVID-19. Virus in feces may enter your mouth. The city warned. Eagle-eyed Twitter users naturally had a field day with this bizarre bullet point, whipping it into the butt of jokes online. Um... Others were shocked that the Department of Health didn't let this particular sex act fall through the cracks and, in fact, added it right after the section on kissing. Some, however, were impressed that the city poo-pooed the sex act, (laughs) commonly known as a rim job, which is popular with many same-sex partners. It goes on and on, and there's all kinds of ass and poop and crack jokes. But, uh, Ryan, I know that this affects you personally. How do you feel about this... uh, um, this uh, restriction against rimming. Right? Oh, dear. We seem to have lost him. Are you in shock? No, I'm mute. Um, I think that this is the crazy media and the the war against rimming. Um, It's fake news. It's fake news. No, no one should be... um, having uh, anonymous casual sex, no one should be rimming uh, strangers. Uh, If you want to continue rimming your partners, I obviously uh, fully salute that choice and your corona hole. (laughs) I will just say corona hole. Corona hole? That's where we're at. Corona hole. Now, uh, normally you're fully in support of rimming strangers, correct? Correct. I, I... fully support that act, but not in this, in these, in these uh, modern times we're living in. Well, thank you for being so responsible and for your public safety announcement to all. And, uh, and thank you for your RuPaul's Drag Race update. I love you. I will let you go back to your You're quiche welcome, Adam. and your boyfriend's yes. dick. Thank you so much. All right. Sounds good. Love you. Bye. Bye. Ryan Frostig, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only. Um, so yeah, no rimming. I want to move on to this story that has really left me shook, and a little bit of background is necessary. So I don't know if everyone listening is familiar with the name Andrew Gillum. Andrew Gillum is a Democrat, uh, Democratic politician from Florida who almost became the governor of Florida in 2018. He lost uh, by like half a percentage point, just like several thousand votes to Governor DeSantis, uh, who's like a right-wing Republican Trump supporter. Um, And he, so even though he lost, he was seen as a rising star in the Democratic Party and someone who was on the short list uh, even to possibly be a vice presidential uh, candidate in 2020. Well, Andrew Gillum on March 13th was found in a hotel room in Miami Beach in the company of another man and a hooker, 
a male hooker who appeared to have overdosed on drugs. Police say they were called to the Mondrian South Beach early on the morning of March 13th and found paramedics treating Travis Dyson, a 30-year-old Miami man, for an apparent heart attack. Dyson is the, uh, the suspected hooker. The two other men in the room were Gillum and a guy named Aldo, Aldo Mejias. Police say Gillum was not arrested, but he was too intoxicated to answer questions. An incident report says that officers found three clear plastic baggies of suspected crystal meth on the bed and floor. Initially, Gillum, who was also the mayor of Tallahassee before he ran for governor, issued a statement in which he denied using any drugs. He said, quote, I was in Miami last night for a wedding celebration when first responders were called to assist one of my friends. While I had too much to drink, I want to be clear that I've never used methamphetamines. I apologize to the people of Florida for the distraction this has caused our movement. Now, later when the hooker was interviewed, he said he didn't know anything about a woman. Um, but here's where the story... Uh, okay, so you need to know that Gillum is married to a woman, straight, identified, has three kids. Um, and uh, this scandal has most likely destroyed his political life permanently. Uh, he certainly won't be doing anything anytime soon. He has since checked himself into rehab, again, saying that it's for alcohol. Maybe it is. Um and also saying that he got very depressed after he lost the governor's race, which led to excessive drinking, and he said he's stepping down from public life at this time. So it's sad, and, you know, whether or not he's gay or bisexual or or whatever doesn't really... It's none of our business, right? That's for him and his wife to deal with. But here's the, the other part of the story that's really troubling. This news was not broken by a major newspaper or website. It was broken by Candace Owens. Candace Owens is the young, attractive, African-American, ultra-conservative, Trump-supporting asshole who's always on Fox News and other you know right-wing outlets. And she's one of these people who, because she's black and a woman, she's decided that you know she's going to make her living selling her soul and supporting a, a party of white supremacist fascists. And Candace Owens was the first person outside of the Miami Beach Police Department to have this news. She tweeted it, and someone leaked photos from the scene to the Daily Mail, which is a British tabloid. And the photos were really shocking. First of all, there were drugs all over the room, you know, multiple bags of meth, pills. It it honestly looked very staged. It looked it looked like what they call an orgy of evidence where you you plant all the evidence for so that anyone walking into the room will see it right away. There were bed sheets that looked like they had been soiled. I, I don't know if they'd been having a lot of dirty butt sex with and, and someone wasn't clean or what that was, but the sheets looked disgusting. And then the most shocking picture is a picture of Gillum himself naked, passed out in the bathroom. And whoever took the picture, you can they took they photographed him and they also photographed their own feet. You know when you point a camera down to the ground to take a picture and your own feet wind up in the picture? Well, the person was barefoot. Police don't take their shoes off at a crime scene. They certainly don't take their shoes and socks off. So it looks very much like this was a setup, that this entire thing was organized. 
that possibly the sex worker was tipped off or the other guy was tipped off or or someone just made it happen. But someone knew that Andrew Gillum was going to be in that hotel room with two other men and that sex and drugs were going to be involved. And there's even some speculation that the the hooker was given dangerous drugs, tainted drugs, so that he would overdose and die, which would create a, an even bigger scandal for Gillum. Who knows if, if that's true? Who knows if any of this, what the truth is behind any of this? But it's really, uh, it's really awful that someone leaked this to Candace Owens um, before anyone else had it. And the police in Miami Beach have opened up their own investigation. Gillum has a lawyer who's suing any news outlets who release these photos. And in fact, James Woods, the right-wing former actor, piece of shit, who's always, you know, tweeting hateful shit on Twitter. He tweeted a picture of Andrew Gillum naked from the scene and Twitter suspended him. Ding. Where's my shade bell? Uh, as they should have. So it'll be interesting to see how this develops. I hope that Andrew Gillum is getting the hope, the help that he needs. I think it's a tragedy because he was, like I said, he was such a bright star in the Democratic Party. But um, there's more to this story than meets the eye, and we will soon find out more, I have no doubt. Meanwhile, in a related story, eight men have been arrested for a drug-fueled sex party in Spain. Yes, this is during the coronavirus epidemic. Spain is the worst affected country after Italy uh, in all of Europe when it comes to the coronavirus. That country has been, Spain has been in lockdown since last week, for two weeks now actually, with residents only allowed to leave their homes when it's completely essential. According to El País newspaper, which is like the, the big newspaper in Spain, someone who was invited to attend this party called an emergency hotline and tipped off the police. They told cops the time and location of the party. So plainclothes cops, who were probably very hot, as most Spanish men are, uh, showed up at the tourist's apartment, which had been rented for just one week by one of them. And they were buzzed right in. It was like, hey, the more the merrier. Come on in. The hosts uh, reportedly had invited between 20 to 30 other guys to attend this gathering. All eight men were arrested for possession of drugs, including cocaine, crystal meth, and GHB. One of the men arrested was coughing and had to undergo a coronavirus test. Fortunately, he was found to be negative for that virus. At the time of the writing uh, of this article, Spain had over 2,100 deaths. I'm sure it's up much higher now due to COVID-19. Um, experts there are advising people to stay home, isolate, quarantine themselves, just like the rest of us. And Queerty, who uh, posted this article, their last line of their article was, group sex orgies are not recommended at this time. Another story that caught my eye over the past couple weeks is about Ellen DeGeneres. And the question is, is Ellen secretly mean? She has found herself as the target of an attempted character assassination. Uh, it all started last weekend when a former employee of Ellen's named Kevin Porter called his old boss one of the meanest people alive and then encouraged people to share their Ellen war stories. It didn't take long for the floodgates to open. One person accused Ellen of demanding that nobody from a neighboring soundstage eat meat because she personally finds it disgusting. Another person said that Ellen polices her crew's lunch orders and doesn't allow anyone to eat fish. 
<laughs> which is pretty ironic when you consider that she's a lesbian. Uh, there were accusations that Ellen tried to get a waitress fired for having chipped nail polish. <laughs> What's wrong with having chipped nail polish? And she went off on someone for smiling at her and saying, good afternoon. Also that Ellen has a sensitive nose and sends staff home to shower if she thinks they're unclean. Okay, this I have to defend, Ellen, because I also have a very sensitive nose. And I often send Ryan home from my apartment when he smells unclean. The 62-year-old comedian has not directly responded to any of the accusations being made against her. But after all this came out, she did take to both Twitter and Instagram, and she posted something slightly cryptic that sounds like she might be, like this might be a kind of non-response response. Here's what she wrote. This was my show staff's planned spring break. I've asked them all to continue to stay home with their loved ones and disconnect for a week. And I wish I hadn't. I miss them. But I'll be posting lots more next week when they're back. Until then, enjoy today's Safer at Home Spring Break 2020 Day 1. I'm not sure what that means, but she's clearly trying to say, like, I love you, staff. Don't write anything mean about me. Uh, meanwhile, other people's reactions to the story have been all over the map. Many people say they are not surprised to learn that her bubbly, uplifting TV persona is just that. Uh, while others simply refuse to believe the rumors, they say Ellen's one of the kindest people in the world. I'm going to say um, what I've said before about people who make it to the absolute pinnacle of their career the way Ellen has. You kind of have to be a cunt. And I use that term to mean both men and women. Sorry if it's offensive to anyone. You have to be a, a kind of ruthless because showbiz... It's such a shit show. There's so much shit flung at you as you work your way through the ladder of show business, whether you make it or not. Um, everyone gets humiliated regularly. Everyone gets... I, I, I mean, you guys, I put out my comedy album a year ago. It'll be a year in, in just a couple days that I re release that album. The record company has not paid me a penny. They claim that I have not yet earned a penny from that record. It's such bullshit. And they know that I can't do anything about it, right? They know that I don't have the money or the clout to, like, sue them and take them to court. So I'm just going to accept the fact that this thing that I worked so hard on and that I know has sold hundreds of copies, I know it, that somehow that hasn't generated any income for me. So picture that times a thousand if you're Ellen. Ellen was on the road as a comedian for 30 years you don't get to where she is by being nice all the time. So I don't know if this is true or not, and I don't know if Ellen's a, a good person or a bad person. I, I will say we all owe her a tremendous debt of gratitude for the so sole fact that she came out when she was at the top of her game, when she had a hit sitcom on a major network, and she didn't have to, and she knew it would hurt her career, and it did tremendously. She came out and she had her character come out on the show. And that did more for LGBTQ people than almost anything you can name. I mean, you know, I wouldn't put it up there with the Stonewall riots, but after Stonewall uh, and after the, the, the other various demonstrations that happened in cities across the world, uh, Ellen coming out was a cultural milestone. So let's just thank her for that and forgive her for any of her personal failings, which we all have. We've discussed the fact before that she's a little problematic. She's not perfect, but 
on balance, she's done more good than harm for the world. And I, I would hope that someday when I'm gone, someone will say that about me. <phone rings> Meanwhile, another funny person who's having a terrible, terrible month, maybe the worst month of her life, and that's saying something, is Kathy Griffin. First, Kathy Griffin's mom died on March 18th, 99-year-old Maggie Griffin, who... Anyone who's followed Kathy Griffin over the years knows her mother. I mean, Kathy made her mother a part of the act. She was on all her reality shows. Um, she was just this beloved, conventional Midwestern foil to Kathy's crazy antics. Kathy tweeted, My mom, the one and only Maggie Griffin, passed away today. I am gutted. My best friend. I'm shaking. I won't ever be prepared. I'm so grateful you guys got to be part of her life. You knew her. You loved her. She knew it. Oh, and of course she went on St. Patrick's Day. So after losing her mom, just days later, she wound up at urgent care in the emergency room with an abdominal infection. And, you know, most of the time when people have COVID-19, it, it's a respiratory thing, right? You, you have trouble breathing, coughing, uh, you have headaches, high fever. But for some people, it does present as more of, of a um, gastrointestinal event. And Kathy apparently had terrible vomiting and diarrhea and severe pain. And she goes to the hospital and she cannot get a test because just like most of us, there, there's no tests available. And there's been a lot of talk how the rich and the famous are getting tests, but she's saying, nope, not for me. The reason she even brought this up, she claims, is because she says the Trump administration and President Trump himself are lying about the availability of tests. Um, she says, quote, I was, and she tweeted these pictures of herself in a hospital bed with a mask on. She says, I was sent to the COVID-19 isolation ward in a major hospital. She was at Cedars-Sinai in LA. Um, after showing unbearably painful symptoms, uh, she said she couldn't get tested because of Mike Pence's task force restrictions. Uh, of course, all of the Trump trolls came out of the woodwork and said she's lying. She's not even sick. This is staged. Whatever. They still hate her because of the whole Trump head thing. Um, she says that this was this is a lengthy article in the L.A. Times, which you can read if you're interested. But she says she still doesn't know whether she's negative or positive. She goes, I just don't have an answer. I don't know. Someone at Cedar said to me, we cannot give you this test because of the CDC guidelines. I'm suggesting that the guidelines are still too strict because they simply don't have enough tests. So anyway, as I said, I'm recording this podcast a week before it airs. Hopefully by the time you hear this, Kathy is alive and well and um, and that uh, you know she's out of the hospital. But it's a scary, scary time out there, even for people like Kathy who are rich and famous. And now for today's Cocktails and Cock Talk story. And I will do the bumper live so that JB doesn't have to edit in later. Ready? Do-do-do-do! And now, time for another stupid story from Cocktails, Cocktails, and Cocktalk.com. Yeah, suck my cock. That's pretty good, I think. Okay, so this is possibly the stupidest story that Cocktails and Cock Talk has ever run. But, and it's a big but... There's a twist. So this is a story about a, a, a British couple that were supposed to travel to Rio together with a friend. But 
one of the members of the couple, they're actually engaged, one of the fiancés stayed home, he claims, because he found out that the Airbnb they were staying at in Rio doesn't accept dogs, and they have a dog. So he stayed home with the dog and sent his fiancé to Rio with this friend. Now, the friend is someone they barely know. Uh, Cocktails and Cock Talk quotes the Daily Mail, which quotes uh, Matt Hillier saying, quote, Nathan was a friend who we had a few drinks with on the odd occasion. I've been with Octavio for five years, and I thought I could trust him, and I mistakenly thought Nathan and I were friends. I spoke to Octavio while they were away and was expecting them home when Octavio called. Uh, Octavio described having corona-like symptoms, but then, according to Hillier, his tone changed, and he said he was very sorry, but he had slept with Nathan. I told him I felt betrayed and that I didn't understand why he would do this. I just wanted him to come home so we could talk about it properly. But Octavio, whose last name is Santos, Octavio Santos has been placed on quarantine with his side piece, Nathan. And he can't come home until the day before their scheduled wedding. So Hillier has now postponed the wedding. He says, I'm beyond furious. I can't even call him to chat properly to see if we can sort this out because Nathan is in the room next to him. Cocktails and Cock Talk suggest that Nathan is probably on his knees in front of him and that they wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't COVID-19 at all, but rather syphilis. So basically, I don't know if you're even following this. It's very confusing, but basically... These two fiancés are supposed to go to Rio on a trip from England with this friend they barely know. One of them stays home to be with the dog, which is insane. That would never happen. And the other two go and wind up fucking and both getting coronavirus and now they're quarantined together. So the first the first fiancé has called off the wedding. So it's a ridiculous, stupid story. And like I do with many of the stories I do on this podcast, I posted it on The Adam Sank Show. Well, here's the twist. Matt Hillier reached out to me or at least someone claiming to be Matt Hillier, the the wronged fiancé. And I'm now going to read you an exchange that we had via DM. Hi, Adam. The recent post you did about the ridiculous premise of this article. I'm Matt from the story. I can confirm it is bullshit. We were open. We broke up for other reasons. We decided to make some money out of it. It did blow up a bit. So I wrote back, oh, wow, but how are you making money from it? He writes, we sold, it to a, we sold the story to a news agency. They wrote a press release. Journalists bought the story. Daily Mail paid for the exclusive, a bit of money, and the images are licensed, so any site that incorrectly cites the images will owe money also. It doesn't generate thousands, but it got me enough to get a plane ticket out of Brazil. So if you're ending a relationship or if you're creative enough to think of some strange yet believable lie, chances are you can make money from it. So I said, you know, does your ex actually have the coronavirus? Is that part true? And he says, we don't know. We haven't gotten the results back. But he did get sick. So I I don't know what to believe. I don't know why this person would reach out to me um, to admit that this whole thing is bullshit. But I'm broadcasting it because he didn't say that I couldn't or that we were off the record. So now you have confirmed that the story on Cocktails and Cock Talk via the Daily Mail is complete bullshit. Wow. I'm exhausted. It's hard to do this alone, you guys. You have no idea. All right. Where are we now? 
Um, oh my God, was that my last story? That was it. All right. Oh, so vis a vis the um, <laughs> LGBTQ Weekly Pride Roundup, we're not going to do that anymore until this crisis has ended. Unfortunately, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to. Uh, you know, to be telling you that there's no Pride celebrations happening. I encourage you all to stage your own Pride celebrations at home, on social media, you know, strap on your your rainbow-colored gear, put on some music, dance your heart away, hold signs, um, you know, have sex with your partner slash partners. And, you know, if you want to send me videos of yourself celebrating Pride, I will post them on the Adam Sank Show Facebook page and we can all celebrate virtually with you. But, yes... Pride, like everything else, is postponed slash canceled for the time being. Uh-oh. Looks like someone tried to call me. Oh, fuck. All right, so we're now going to call Drew Lausch. Hello. Our guest today is a returning ass favorite and our permanent last-minute guest replacement, but today he's not replacing anyone. I just really wanted to hear from him. So joining us all the way from Denver, Colorado, is everyone's favorite twinkster comedian Drew Lausch. Yes. Hi. The studio audience is going crazy. <laughs> yes, I can hear that. We're going to add that in post. Drew, how are you? Why are you in Denver when you're from Fargo? Explain everything to us. Yeah, well, okay, so I'm in Denver because I was in a work trip in, or I was having a work trip in Los Angeles for like a week while um, coronavirus was, like, kind of starting its really rise to fame. And um, my parents moved to Denver, like, a year ago. And so I was planning on stopping um, in Denver on my way back to New York anyway. And then I came here, and then coronavirus, like, really went wild. And then I have now been stuck here. And you are, you're, so you're in a house with your parents and also your sister, right? It's kind of like when you were a little kid. Yes, yeah. We're very, like, high school chic right now. We're having, like, dinners and lunches, and it really is like I'm 16 again. It's, it's very exciting. Is it fun? Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's really amazing that, like, that, like, booze and weed is, like, provided for. I mean, I really like not having to spend any money. Are your parents um, buying you booze and weed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they both, yeah, they're both, like, hippies. I mean, they're, they're like, really fun. So it's, like, it's very chill. Is the whole family smoke, um, smoking pot together? No, my, my sister doesn't. But me and my dad do probably, like, you know, nightly. And then my mom sometimes joins. Fun. That would so never happen in my family. Yeah, I mean, it's weird. Like, I never thought it would happen until I started getting older. And I was like, oh, well, like, I get my party girl antics from somewhere. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, so I we did this entire interview yesterday, uh, and then none of it recorded. (laughs) So I already know the answer to this. But... uh, You're not getting any dick, obviously, during this quarantine, unless you're getting it from your dad. Right, and that is is not my jam. I keep on asking. He just keeps saying no. (laughs) It's really unfortunate that he's not more into you. But but I understand understand from our conversation yesterday that you really got your fill, figuratively and literally, during your sojourn to Los Angeles. Can you please uh, fill in the listeners on the sordid details? 
Yes, no, I totally can. So um, when I was in, well, and so I was, and I was also doing shows in New Orleans like the weekend before I went to Los Angeles, and I had, um, I had plans with two guys, which was actually really fun. There was like a New Orleans like local who like really <laughs> showed me around. Um, but when I was in Los Angeles, I went and there was a night where I went to this like really fun, um, I was at this like really fun dance party, but like we were staying super like south, I guess. And so there was this like guy and he was like this like short ginger guy. And he was my, uh, he was one of my friend's friends. And I originally was like, oh, can I just like crash on your couch? Um, but then I got there and um, obviously I was like drunk. So I was like, okay, well we should just probably have sex, I guess. So I like knocked on his door and then we started hooking up. But then he like took his pants off and like literally had the largest dick I've ever seen. And not that I don't think shorter guys can't have large dicks, but I was truly like, I, I mean, it like literally unfolded. I was like, I can't believe this, but I took it without poppers because I'm really America's sweetheart. Yes. Um, what a champ. Yeah. Now I know. I mean, how like when you say short, like sh how tall are you, Drew? So I'm five ten and a half. So what did he come up to you and when you were facing him? Like where was his? Where was the top of his head? Like at your chin? Yeah. So I'm gonna. Yeah, probably. So I'm gonna guess he's like five so four, like, five five. Yeah, I was going to say, yesterday I was like, I don't know, like five, seven. I just like have no, I mean, I really, I don't know what I'm talking about pretty much 100% of the time. But yes, he was probably like five, five. And then how big do you think the dick was in inches? Like, like at least eight inches, maybe nine. I mean, it was like really, it was, and like thick too. Like it literally, I was like, you have a third arm, sir. Now, what position did you take it in? Um... Wow, I mean, I was, wow, that, I'm like flashback. Well, I started, I started riding it because that has always been, I feel like the easiest in terms of getting used to it. And yeah. then after I was, after I was like, after I was like, like able to really ride it, then I feel like I, I mean, you know this, I'm like kind of a lazy lover. Like I was on my back and then like on all fours. <laughs> like I, I don't I, I don't I'm not trying to like work too hard, you know what I mean? I mean did he did he know how to use the dick or was it just that it was so big? No, he definitely did. No, he was it was like a good way. Like I don't I don't think I would do it again. I mean maybe I would. I you know, but it was I would say like uh, and I've had some wild, I mean, I've had some wild sexual experiences, but like that was like very, I don't know, it was lovely. <laughs> and you're going to send yeah. me, you're going to send me his name and contact information when we're done today, correct? Yeah, duh. Because when I'm out yeah. in LA, I need to, I need to ride that little midget dick. Yeah, <laughs> that's so sweet to that, say. That miniature yeah, pony. you definitely need to. It'll fit you like a glove. Ah, oh, I can't wait. Uh, I haven't had sex in so long. My hole has like grown back. Like I, it's there's nothing. Really? I have like a hymen. Yeah. Oh my god! There's like skin over it. Wait, when was the last time you had sex? Well, the last time I did anything like sexual was probably a month ago. The last time I got fucked was probably like two months ago. It's been a very long time for me. Oh my god! Yeah, you're like a virgin now. You're a born again. And I'm not getting any younger. 
Now, <laughs> Drew, am I. now, Drew, you're famous for having sex in airport bathrooms when you traveled. Uh, were, was there any <laughs> yeah. airport sex during this particular uh, travel engagement? There was not. I mean, when when I did when I did hook up with that guy in the airport that like a while back, like I was really on a mission. Like I don't know, I just had like a long layover, and I was like, I'm fucking doing this. But that was in that was in Charlotte, right? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Oh my god. Well, that's (laughs) you really remembered. I never forget Um, an airport uh, hookup. Yeah. (laughs) No, that's a gift. Um, No, I didn't have sex in the airport, but I did. Like less than twenty four hours later in Los Angeles, I did have sex with a pilot after the ginger, and he was going to Costa Rica, and he was like. He was, like, built and, like, had, like, a huge house. Like, he was, like, a, I mean, not to say that the other guy wasn't, like, a man, but he was, like, established. He was, like, a little bit older. So, I mean, I feel like if you fuck a pilot, that's like fucking in an airport. That's no. very hot. Was For a commercial airline? Um, yes. I don't remember. I don't remember which one, but it was also, like, right when coronavirus was kind of hitting. So, he was very, like... Like, he was like, yeah, like, I'm going to Costa Rica for a while because, like, all these flights are going to be canceled and, like, blah, 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 blah. And yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I got it. But it had an amazing shower, so, you know, he, he was a win. Well, it sounds like your Los Angeles trip was was an unmitigated success, and I congratulate you on it. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, it was fab. Now, Drew, when you and I lived together briefly in Fort Lauderdale last summer, uh, I found yeah. you to be, on the one hand, the laziest person on earth, but on the other <laughs> hand, um, surprisingly productive creatively. So I'm wondering if during yeah. this time you're yeah. like, are you writing screenplays? Are you, you know, uh, what are you doing with your yeah. time? Well, so um, I'm actually, so I was still, I mean, yeah, I remember us chatting. I was, um, I was in the middle of, like, writing slash um, still filming the rest of my web series. So, um, right now, we're, we're finishing up the editing process, and then hopefully, like, in the next couple of days, I'll be able to start shopping it around to see if it's going to be, like, to see if I can sell it to any network or if... Um, or if I'm just going to release it rogue, like, on YouTube or Vimeo and just, like, you know, plaster my paint all over Instagram and try to get people to watch. Um, so that has been really, that's been really creative. Um, or, like, I felt productive there. Um, I do musical comedy with uh, the guy that I run House Party with, Zach Teague. So he and I are actually, we're going to try to write... We're writing a song today about coronavirus, and so hopefully that will be very <laughs> productive. I'm very impressed um, with you. Like all I've been doing is binge watching The Good Wife, um, which I had never seen. But that's bad. It's not though. It's I should I should be like I have a play that I started writing years ago. I should be writing that fucking play, but I'm just in some ways I'm like a workhorse, and in other ways I'm the laziest person alive. Um, did you have to cancel a lot of gigs because of this pandemic? Did you have anything like important coming yeah. up? Yeah, it, yeah, it was kind of a bummer. I mean, post, um, and I so I went to Los Angeles with my producing partner Zach, and he and I have started performing together more just because we have like some musical comedy and we like tap dance. So 
Um, coming back to New York, we, like, actually, I mean, obviously we had, like, two house parties, and we're probably going to have to cancel three, but, like, but, yeah, March, it was, it was kind of a bummer, because New Orleans was really cool, because I got to headline again, and, like, Los Angeles was a really busy work trip, and then there was, like, a ton of bookings in March that, like, literally as each passing day went by, it was like, okay, I guess we can't, we, like, don't get to do any of these. So, I mean, I am a little bit antsy and, like, pretty bummed, but also, like, you know. It's, it's a weird... <laughs> the pandemic really got us. Yeah, it's a weird time because we've all... Everyone on Earth knows what it's like to look forward to something and then have it get canceled, right? Like, it's happened to yeah. everyone. But to have it happen to everyone at this exact same time is what's so surreal. It's like every prom, every vacation, every gig every bar mitzvah, every wedding, like anything that anyone had planned is just canceled. And it's, yeah. it's, well, kind of, it's kind of hard to fathom. It is. Well, it's like wild. I mean, it's life is, life has like really been put on hold. I am, um, I've been talking to a lot of my friends from Fargo because when we were, so my junior year in Fargo, North Dakota, we had like, um, as opposed to Fargo, country. North Carolina. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. I really, <laughs> I just like really trying to be clear for the viewers. Um, <laughs> but the also viewers, listeners, I meant, but like potato, potato. Yes. Um, we, when my junior year, there was massive flooding because it's like Fargo's in like a riverbed. So, and then when like a ton of snow comes and then it melts, it like can really fuck with the town. But this was like the worst flooding we'd ever gotten. And so school was canceled for like a month because every morning like we had to wake up and sandbag like the dams in Fargo so that our town wouldn't go underwater and and like I've been talking to my like friends about this because it kind of feels like that because it's like everything was put on hold and we were like our main like our sole purpose was to stop Fargo from going underwater like that was like our entire existence and like We've been chatting, and it kind of feels like that moment just because everything has been put on hold, but it's, like, less active because it's, like, our sandbagging this time is literally, like, staying inside and, like, not, you know, I mean, it's just, it's a lot less active, so I think that can make people go a little bit more bonkers, you know? Absolutely. Well, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for Fargo. I'm praying for all of us. Um, yeah, me too, especially Fargo, though, yeah. And on that note, it's time to play everyone's favorite quiz show, Ask Me No Questions. Ask Me No Questions. Ask Me No Questions. Yeah. What's the worst thing someone has said to you in bed? Um, oh, man, it's a mess back here. Oh, man, it's a mess back here. Refer yeah. Referring to yeah. your messy asshole. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. I yeah. I mean, I I have a plug about this in my stand up because it was wild. But I was like, I was working in California and I pre-gamed the sex with Jack in the Box, and I just thought everything was gonna work out, and then it was like, of and then all, it just like did not work out. Of all but, things, of all but, things to eat before sex, Jack in the Box would be at the bottom of my list. Yeah, like kind of same. I don't know. I mean, like that was my naivete. Like that was my ignorance. <laughs> <laughs> what were you gonna say? But what? Oh well, afterwards though, well, it was because it was like he said that, and I, of course, was like mortified. I was like, I like, I'm gonna hop in the shower, like, I, and just like so embarrassed. 
And then I, like, got out, and he was, like, still naked, and he was, like, so do you still want to, like, finish each other off? But I was, like, and I was just still, like, uh, like, are you sure? But then we ended up doing that, and he still wanted to cuddle afterwards, so I'm kind of, like, but whatever, she, you know she, what I mean? I would have made him shower, too, though. Yeah, I guess. I mean, well, he had a condom on. I mean, I don't know. Ugh. I guess it just wasn't that. Well, it was more on me, like, because he pulled out and I felt like a splash on my back. Oh, my God. All right. We have to move on. If you could only perform, (laughs) (laughs) if you could only perform one sex act for the rest of your life, what would it be? Um, receive oral. Me too. Because we're lazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's a spa day. We're we're lazy. It's a spa day and it feels fantastic. Um, Give us your best celebrity impression. Um, okay, so I don't, we kind of chatted about this yesterday, like, I don't really have a celebrity impression, I know I should, but I do look like, um, Ellen DeGeneres, and I do look like Justin Bieber, and I do look like Matthew Shepard. Well, I think you need to work on all of those impressions. I would probably do Matthew Shepard last, uh, because as we know from the past, your Matthew Shepard jokes do not go over that well with gay audiences. It depends on the audience. Depends on the audience. Yeah. Uh, When this is over, who will be the first person that you have sex with? Um. Yeah. So I think. Well. So if I go to if I go to my um like my parents' place in Fargo after this, then I'll reach out to my ex-boyfriend. If I go to New York, I feel like I'm just gonna be like a risky hole running around catching anything I can. Me too. I'm flying out to L.A. to have sex with that short ginger. Um, well, you deserve it. Self-care, yeah. <laughs> and finally, Drew, give us your best fake orgasm and make sure it's loud enough that your parents and sister are here. Okay. Um, I am like a fast finisher, but yeah, yeah, okay. Um, oh, 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 oh. That is fast. Congratulations, Drew Lausch. How can people follow you on the internet? Um, so I'm real Drew Lausch on Instagram and at Drew Lausch on Twitter. And feel free to add me on Facebook. So and I did just make a TikTok because I'm fucking wild. So if you guys couldn't hear that, it's real Drew Lausch, D-R-E-W-L-A-U-S-C-H, on which platform? Instagram. On Insta. All right, Drew Lausch, thank you so much for joining us. Next Saturday, tune in to hear another Adam Sank show, if my laptop is still working at that point. Uh, I plan to keep doing these every week. Subscribe to this podcast at dnrstudios.com. Don't forget to download Adam Sank's last comedy album, even though it's not earning me a cent. Follow me, me, on Twitter and Instagram, at Adam Sank. Email me. You guys, uh, now more than ever, I love hearing from you. Please email me at adam at adamsank.com. And have a great week. Guys, stay healthy, stay safe, stay social distance, do everything they're telling you to do. This will all end at some point in our lives, and we will be able to return to normal. In the meantime, I love you. Have a great week. Bye.